Welcome to the Hazel Rockets podcast, the number one golf podcast for new product launches, interviews with industry experts, golf trends, and more. Here are your hosts, Jen, Ken, and Bill. Hi, I'm Jen. I'm Ken. And I'm Bill. Welcome to this week's Hazel Rockets, where we are going to talk about, looks like we have some uh, Americana uh, golf products. We have Neville Hong. He's going to talk to us through. Uh, Voice Caddy has a very cool um, uh, swing monitor. It's sort of like the track man that's... Um, um, personalized, though, right? Yeah, personalized. It's something that uh, is priced uh, f- uh, in the market that um, you can afford. A personal launch monitor. A personal launch monitor. Yeah. And then our uh, Jack Bergeroni segment should be lots of fun today. Awesome. All right. Should we dive in? Sure. Um, Ken, you don't sound so good. Did you get sick? Yes. How'd you get sick? Someone he knows. Yeah, gave him their name Bergeron's. rhymes with Denifer, and huh. they got me sick. Sorry, so. to, I'm sorry to say that. But is I that have, is that why you're in that lumberjack outfit today I, instead of some golf clothes to kind of keep warm and yeah um, when I you're chopping wood? Babe, the blue ox to work too. So. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Wow, real nice. Okay. You look nice you, and cozy. Yeah. You literally we were called, in a log cabin, but that's okay. You yeah. called me a blue ox. Whoa. He did, not me. I know. Wow. Yeah. Maybe well, I was talking about Bill. You literally pointed at me when you called me the blue ox. If the horns fit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why don't we dive in? All right. Uh, new product line. So uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Tom Goki. Is this an actual new product line or is it a new to us? It's uh, new and new to us both. So okay. Um, Tom Goki, he actually played on the Santa Barbara golf team with my brother, Tom, um, and went to work immediately after college with OGO Golf, which uh, if you guys are familiar with OGO, they make a huge variety of golf bags but are even bigger outside of golf. So they make motocross bags, backpacks, travel gear, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so um, Tom uh, worked a number of different years with them and, and kind of learned the uh, the fabric and luggage business really well. Earlier this year, uh, broke off and has started his own company called Subtle Patriot. And um, all of the bags are kind of uh, in line with kind of uh, American themed here. So for those watching us uh, on video, you'll be, you'll be able to see some of these designs. If you're listening to us, the guys can kind of describe what they're what they've got in their hands there. So nice. I have a cool magnetic uh, closure putting um, putter head cover and it's got uh, a big American Eagle on the top and white and a kind of a muted American flag colors of red white and blue and stripes going across the putter cover itself mine is nice. I think it's probably the same design uh, but it sort of reminds it's very um, Washington DC looking red white and blue Kind of reminds me of what was the movie? Um, this is where I, I start. A few good men. No. Oh. Uh, what was the movie with Nicolas Cage? Where uh, National Treasure. National Treasure. Um, it's sort of a National Treasure esque yeah. um, type of looking uh, putter cover. It says Liberty and Justice for All. It has uh, that little eye that's um, in the triangle that you see on dollar bills. It has a picture of the Capitol. It has a picture of the. Um, Lincoln Memorial on it. It's 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 pretty um it's pretty fun. It reminds me of something that'd be a really great gift for someone that's in the military. Totally, and that's kind of it's a good lead into the next piece. The coolest part about this company, I think, is that all of the um, uh, sales of this uh, proceeds go to a veterans group called Boots to Suits, mm-hmm. and it's the presenting sponsor of a group that donates and uh, again a portion of all of the proceeds to everything they sell goes to support this program which helps train and employ veterans and move them from military life into business life and um, if you look on their uh, the website of the charity it's uh, based out of Pennsylvania and Virginia area over there Um, but they actually help transition vets and help it make it easier kind of moving them from military life into civilian life and so not only are you getting these really cool uh, head covers and putter covers, and we've got a couple golf bags here too that I'll I'll throw out here. So uh, they've got a they've got a cool black one that has uh, some stripes and stars on it, and then uh, Jen has another one here that has that same 
kind of bold red, white, and blue image on it. But they make cart bags. They make stand bags. They even have a ladies version that's kind of this cool Tiffany blue color. Um, but kind of you're you're doing a good cause with the purchase of a bag. I think that's kind of cool. It is. And every uh, thing that Ken just mentioned is on the tags yeah. uh, for those listening that are attached to each product. So the putter cover hat talks all about uh, boots to suits. The yeah. golf bag has it on there. And the company is Subtle Patriot. Um, I think that's it's pretty cool. I mean, I think anything uh, we can do to help support our military um, is really good. And I know that there's a lot of, we had uh, PJ Hope in here last week. Yep. Um, I know there's a lot of difficulty among um, a lot of veterans when they um, return. When they return. Yeah. So anything we can do to help support our military, I think is, is a positive. Yep. Um, uh, this isn't the best transition, but before we move on to um, invite our guests, since we are still in the holiday season, I thought maybe we could just real fast talk through what our favorite um, holiday-themed movies are. I know I'm just kind of throwing us out there. Uh, the reason why I'm saying this is, did you guys know that Die Hard has officially, I don't know who officially stated this, but officially... Um, Christmas made, movie. Yeah, been yeah. claimed a Christmas movie, although... Um, Yippee-i-yay. Are you going to uh, finish it? No. <laughs> I remember us going and seeing that. This is a that. family podcast, yes, isn't it? Yeah. Where okay. did we see right. that? We saw that together. Uh, was it, I feel like that was in Atlanta or someplace. No. That no. would have been... Probably the Capitol Theater. Die Hard came out in 88. We weren't in Atlanta until 1990. So. Yeah. Did we see that together? Maybe. Could have been. Hmm. Um... I don't know. What are you guys' favorite movies? I like. I was going to name that. Okay. Yeah. Is Die Hard's long been? The, it's been a fun, you know, controversy. Is it a Christmas movie yeah. or not? So I mean, I think it can go on that list. But anyway, for the more traditional ones, would you say Elf? I like Elf. I like Love Actually because I'm into chick flicks. That's a Christmas movie. It's totally a Christmas movie. I've never seen it, but I didn't realize that. that oh yeah. Christmas yeah. Day. I did not know that. I would say we've already watched it this Christmas season. Oh wow! So lucky yes. you, Kenny. Yeah, thank you. Oh well, and if you look at mine, I, I Die Hard, Elf, Love Actually are sort of kind of a pretty big gamut of movies right wow. there. Um, That's those for sure. would be my probably my top three. Um, what about you guys? I'll go with classic. The original Miracle on 34th Street. That is such a good movie. That's such a great movie. Yeah. I um, absolutely yeah. would agree with you on that. I Little love that Madley movie. Wood. Oh my gosh. Um, Ed Gwynn. Love Ed that Gwynn, movie. Actually. I haven't seen that movie in years. Yeah. Um, what else is great? Oh, what about Home Alone? That's a Christmas movie, right? That yeah. is a Christmas movie. Yeah. I was, you know, we love watching the Charlie Brown specials with the kids. That's, Absolutely. that's kind of a Charlie uh, Brown Christmas. Classic. Yeah. Classic. I mean, it's not really a movie, but well, I, I really like the original Grinch, though. Oh, yeah. That's such, that's so fun, too. Yeah. How the Grinch and then they Christmas ruined movie. it with the next live action version of it. <laughs> we were so. watching, though, the one that came out, um, I don't know, last year or the year before. The That one wasn't too bad, I didn't think, with the It was a good redemption uh, yeah. over the live action one, for sure. Um, not as great as I, I the original, but... Um, I didn't think that was too bad. Uh, what's the one with the leg? Um, oh, Christmas, Christmas story. story. Yeah. Would that make you guys this list? This uh, seems like yeah, something you guys again, would like. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Metal I know classic. you think you, you categorize it in the category of Caddyshack. You're not crazy I, about it. I haven't seen it in a really long time. I saw it in the theaters when I was a little girl, and I didn't love it. And I not you sure watch I've, it again. I'm not sure I've seen it all the way through. I did see the Broadway show version yeah, of musical. it. Um, which and, is touring right now. Which actually. and yeah, and I just saw that. Yeah. And actually, I thought that was really good. I really enjoyed that the musical version. So um, I thought maybe I should give the the movie another you another should. shot. I'll call out our graphic designer that works for us. Her name's Mary. She uh, lives down in Southern California. It's one of her favorites, and I bought her the leg lamp for a Christmas oh. present the a few years full back. Full size. It's like kind of a miniature version of it, but yeah, so. So and she she has it proudly out I, during the holidays. So I go walking every every evening. I walk three to five miles every night, and there's a um, a house um, not too far from our neighborhood that is proudly displaying the full size. That's awesome. Lamp oh, in, the, in the window. In the yeah, window, nice. um, which I think is pretty hilarious, personally. Yeah, I should get one for your house. I'm no, sure. No, I was going to say Angie would love you to should have buy that. one for Jennifer. That should be on Jennifer's <laughs> Christmas list at some point. Yeah, uh, a couple more classics. It's a Wonderful yeah. Life, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's like the original that Christmas uh -huh. uh, movie. And I had another one, and now I forgot what it was. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. What well, about Wizard of Oz? But that I mean, it's not a Christmas no. music movie, but I feel like that comes on. It used to always. It used be to come televised. on all the time. But in today's Christmas day and age, you could, yeah, you can you watch it anytime. Yeah. Right. It would come on every Christmas or Easter, that kind of a thing. Right. But. On new Disney Plus, we just watched. There's a new one called Noel, starring. I saw, uh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, it's really average. Okay. Yeah. So you can skip that one. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't think it was very good. No. All right. Do you have any? You didn't really add much to this conversation. All right. Good. I'm kind of an equipment guy, if you haven't noticed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, with that, uh, I think we should introduce our our guest. There's not going to be a lot of continuity um, if you're watching this on video because we filmed this episode. Since we're all wearing these awesome Christmas outfits. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I filmed uh, the middle section actually yesterday. We had uh, Neville Hong in studio. He is the CEO of uh, Voice Caddy. And he uh, came in yesterday to share with us um, the Swing Caddy and to uh, tell all about this personal launch monitor, which I think you guys are going to think is pretty cool. Um, It takes a lot of the capabilities of the, how much is a is a TrackMan launch monitor that we use here? Twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars. Okay, it takes a lot of almost all of that functionality, and puts it in your fingertips in a in a size that runs uh, just a few hundred dollars. So uh, stay tuned, and in just a moment, we're going to have Neville on and set with us. Ken and I are going to step out real quick. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I want to introduce Neville Hong. He's the CEO of Voice Caddy, which is the company behind Swing Caddy. And before we dive into Swing Caddy device, um, I want to really go over why um, everyone really needs to pick up this device. And really, if you're gonna, if you are into practicing and getting the most of your time on the driving range, this is the device for you. Um, you do not need to go out and buy a bunch of whatchamadoodles and gadgets for your clubs. You don't need to buy a bunch of, um, of apps for your smartphone. You need this one little device and it is going to give you so much data, so much stuff. Um, uh, it's basically your own personal swing monitor um, right at your disposal. It uses Doppler radar and um, it is super affordable. And as we head into the holidays, um, really everyone needs to pick one of these up. And I think you're the best person to just dive in and tell us all about this really cool gadget. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so let's let's hear about it. Sure. Again, thanks for having me, yeah, Jennifer. Yeah, of I've, course. I've been coming up here to Hagen Oaks for, for so many years now, and we're so um, grateful for the partnership that we have. Thank you. Of course. In terms of a uh, launch monitor and the metrics that come out, I think it's pretty evident everywhere what you watch on sports these days. I mean, when you're watching baseball now, TrackMan, these very expensive launch monitors are now tracking ball speed, launch angle, distance traveled. Uh, golf tournaments as well too. You know, when you got Tiger Woods teeing up, all of a sudden you're gonna have all of that data. Everybody wants as much information as, as possible. Right, and we were one of the first ones to be able to bring this in a portable, affordable, and carry it with you uh, type of a packaging. Um, we almost like to consider our product, even though it's a high technology product, almost as a training aid too. The, the whole purpose and I mean, impetus behind it was to be able to have a launch monitor they can just pull out of your golf bag that's sitting there with your tees, prop it up and start hitting away a bucket of range balls. And I think uh, what we've come to realize is maybe four or five years ago, fitting was still a little bit more exotic, maybe for the better player. But more and more people are realizing how important customization, understanding distances, understanding every single piece of your golf game, your swing, your analytics can really help you with your game in, in immeasurable forms. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so in this day and age now, again, understanding what your swing speed is, making adjustments um, can help you understand what type of equipment is best for you, but also in certain situations of your game, how you can adjust that to better manage your game. Uh, ball speed is another important element. I mean, you can see, um, I think, uh, uh, immediately the, the, the ball speed is a measure of, of that performance, how well you hit the ball. 
And so we're talking about smash factor. For those uh, I mean, that's a big word, a term that a lot of people use is smash, smash yeah. factor. True. And um, smash factor is, again, another term that's maybe still a little bit exotic, but it's actually not much. All it is is swing speed and divided into ball speed. So that ratio is what smash factor is. So for instance, if your um, swing speed was 100 miles per hour and your ball speed that netted as a result of it was 150, your smash factor then is 1.5, 1.5 times. It's a reciprocal of that. So and what's a good smash factor? Well, when you're with your driver, 1.5 is at what they say is that peak okay. based on USGA rules of the COR effect on a driver and hitting it. They call it smash factor because your objective is to hit it right there in the middle on your sweet spot. So on a driver, the objective is obviously 1.5. That becomes important because when you're playing with this launch monitor or sorry, practicing with this launch monitor indoors, like in your garage, especially if you live in a cold you know, environment, you put up your net, you put this launch monitor behind you, you start swinging away, and right away you have your feedback. Not just the swing speed, not just how far I hit that drive, but also that smash factor. Did I hit it square? Did I hit it right? And again, especially if you're living in a winter environment, uh, being able to use the swing caddy indoors is a, is a big, big benefit. And I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, oh, I felt like that, you know, mm -hmm. that felt good. And, and I mean, balls, you, you can get some feedback on how something feels, uh -huh. but getting actual data really is how you make improvements to your game. Correct, correct. That's also evident by carry distances, perhaps the, the, the element of the swing caddy that people find most important. Because um, I was having a conversation this morning, a few years ago, I read a Wall Street Journal article that I was taken aback by. And they were talking in there about most golfers do not recognize that they under hit the green, not over hit the green. Because obviously we're programmed to think that, all right, our seven iron goes 150 miles, I mean, sorry, 150 yards. Um, I'm 150 yards out, I'm gonna pull out my seven iron. That's if you hit it well it's going to go 150 yards and most amateur golfers don't hit it perfectly most of the time. So by practicing with the swing caddy, it's going to help you understand what your actual average distance is and be able to compensate. such a perfect um, point to make. I mean, because you're right. Every I think every single time um, I've been, because everyone knows I'm not a huge golfer myself, but every time I go out on the golf course with golfers, uh -huh. we're always going before the green you're very rarely going past that green and coming back to it i mean everyone's laying up i mean so what an opportunity here with this to truly get a true indication of how far you're hitting that club right and that's what the average distance feature does real well a lot of people when they come get fitted here or when they first try the launch matter it's all about taking out that driver how fast is my how far does my driver go but ultimately where a launch monitor is most helpful for you is in dialing in your average distances, but also in your short game. Driver is a lot easier because you pull out that driver and you just hit it as fast and hard and as straight as you can. But with your short irons, you're trying to dial in uh, average distances, shorter distances, and a lot of times you have to compensate you know, by the power you put into it. So muscle memory is attained too when you're using a launch monitor. It's with the short irons where it's actually really helpful. If you're going for that kind of 90 to 120 yards with your pitching wedge or your gap wedge and you're trying to understand you know, what club is best and at what strength that you insert into it, by practicing with the swing caddy, by practicing at the range, indoors, wherever with it, you're able to better much better ascertain that. I mean, at least half of your shots are, you know, 120 yards sure. and in. So, sure. I mean, that's definitely not part of that game that you want to be mm -hmm. um, not thinking of about and not uh, focusing focusing on. Correct. Can we t take one of these and you just show us the different um, pieces of it that sure. that um, that well, it that it has? Well, the the Runaway Success product was the first swing caddy, the swing caddy SC100 and the SC200. And um, and I would say those are the number one launch monitors still sold probably worldwide. I mean, you have your, your $25,000, what they say, 
professional launch monitors and the stuff. The track mans, which are what, um, when you go to get professionally fit, exactly. uh, is typically what are Obviously used. Obviously not portable, not um, uh, very expensive. Uh, by the and way, not what we're talking about here today. It's correct. not what we're trying to sell you on here. But at the same time, we've done extensive test work with this mm -hmm. against those professional grade launch monitors sure. and from golf laboratories to all kinds of measures. Um, you'd be very surprised at how exact it was dead on with the track man. That's uh, impressive. Yeah. Can it I is, ask, I mean, how close are, are we? Well, for instance, um, we have one that's published. Golf Laboratories is um, is kind of the sounding board for independent test studies, even with all the major brand drivers. When you advertise six yards longer, you'll see the disclaimer. Yeah. As tested by Golf Laboratories. Or you know, there's some tea companies that claim more yardage as well, too. And the basis of those results have been all from golf laboratories. So we did a very expensive golf laboratories test. And for instance, at the upper echelons of carry distance for drivers, we're talking 290, 300, 310 yards. There were a few competitors that when you start getting to that type of carry distance range that were not able to register. Wow. Swing Caddy, what was exceptional about it, was able to register at those levels. Likewise, when you're talking about the short game, wedges, 20 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards, most competitors cannot register. The swing caddy has been really exceptional at that under 50 yards distance as well too. But uh, uh, one example of, um, of, of a test measure was the seven iron, and we programmed that robot at 150 yards, and Trackman's average was 150, no sorry, it was 149.4. Like Okay. Put it at 150, so plus minus one yard. Yeah. Swing caddies is actually 150.1. Wow. And I have all of that raw data. Wow. So dead on. Likewise, the carry distance that I have at the top of my head from a driver is 290. And I was like, Trackman's was 290.5. Swing caddies was right there as well, too. So pretty, pretty darn accurate. So yeah. for, I mean, and then how, how do you use it exactly? If you were to get this, I mean, and, and for those that are listening on podcasts, I mean, it's basically if you take your, your hand and just hold up your hand, mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's about the size of an iPhone. Exactly. Plus. Yeah. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it pretty much fits in the size of your hand. It's a little bit, um, a little bit wider than, um, your typical phone, but about the same size. Correct. And right here you see carry distance, swing speed ball meet and smash factor. And the there's been some changes from the SC100 to the SC200. The SC200 started integrating voice output of distance. 245. So if you want to just start hitting away at that bucket of balls and not look back or you know then you'll be able to get your distance audibly. And this is the Swing Caddy uh This is the SC200 plus. plus. So from the SC200 it started integrating voice. The other area of added integration for the SC200 was the barometric pressure sensor. So when you're in low level elevations and high humidity like Florida, or if you're in the mile high city, Denver, and the thinner air, it's going to subtly account for that as well. Too, okay, this is, this is pretty impressive yeah. what, this little, what this little thing has. Um, that's, well, that's for quite what's a bit under of, I know. $350, $400, yeah. right? So it's got those features in it. Um, the SC200 Plus integrated what is called a swing speed only mode. So you're able to just with practice swings without hitting your ball, if you're all about trying to increase your swing speed and practice, and it's gonna, you can just do a swing speed only mode as well too. There's some dedicated products towards that. Uh, there's some competitors like Swing Speed Radar, for instance, just register swing speed we've been able to integrate that into the Swing Caddy SC200 Plus as well too. Um, you'll see this with a quite a ugly orange screen as compared to the latest and greatest iPhones and, you know, and, and, and different tablets out there. That's because this screen here is the most optimal when you're outdoors in direct sunlight. I was gonna say, it, it, to yeah. me, it, it seems like this would be pretty easy to see even it if you're outside. It almost feeds up for the sunlight, okay. which is really great. So that's part of the Swing Caddy. You, get this little tripod here, you prop it up, you put it four and a half feet behind you, and you're ready to go start playing. Some of these um, electronics devices and stuff, I, I like to say they're almost there. I 
mean, there's some great analytical devices out there. But I find myself not using them personally because you have to turn it on, connect it, battery sources, etc., wires, and it just becomes kind of cumbersome. Whereas with the swing kit, you just turn it on. After you take it out of your bag, four and a half feet behind you, you're just yards. ready to start playing. And it's got this remote here. Um, you do tell it what course club you're using, whether from a driver to a seven iron to an eight iron with this uh, with this remote control here. You're also able to go into what's called uh, the stats mode. There's different modes from practice, also to a random mode. So what random mode does, it starts challenging you to go for 80 yards, to go for 110 yards. So instead of I'm monotonous, I'm just gonna hit my driver, I'm just gonna hit my five iron, you're trying to dial in a certain distance and you get points for that as well too. So it's got your stats in here, it's got those different features and modes in here. So it has sort of a gamification yeah. feature to it, which is kind it's of fun as pretty well. Neat. Yeah. And again, we like to keep this product, I mean, by in all of its design, inherently we like to kind of call it the apple of golf. Every single product that you see in our lineup is all about that simple ease. Just turn it on and play. So that's the SC 200 uh -huh. plus, mm -hmm. and then you have a... SC 300. All right, so what's the difference there? This one's a little bit more robust Good looking. question as well, too. So in our goal for ultimate simplicity, this is not even a connected device. So you don't have to have your phone, you don't have to have anything with it. Your stats are stored in there, it's standalone. A lot of people love that. What the SC300 does is now there is an app and there is an interface. Now we still kept it pure. This one looks that, like an entire computer system, I, I will say. If you're just listening to us, uh -huh. um, this one looks like, I mean, more like an iPad. True. But it's more it's still, iPad mini. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Yeah. It's still small. It's still small. And again, we have an app, which I'll talk about as sure. well, too. But what's so great about this is, again, we wanted to keep the purity of what Swing Kitty exemplifies, which is being able to use it without the app as well, too. Okay. Turn it on and play. And again, you see the same screen that's optimized for outdoor settings and stuff. But now with the Swing Kitty SC300, you have the carry distance, you have the swing speed, you have the ball speed. You have Smash Factor. It also integrates now Apex. It also integrates Launch Angle here as well too, which is very important. Um, within the app, we also have Spin as well too. All kinds of stat storage, all kinds of analytics that can complement your Swing Caddy here as well too. But again, um, what makes this so great is a lot of our competitors on the portable side you have to, for instance, put stickers on the ball for it to read. We don't require that as, uh, as well. I mean, Tammy, you, I mean, you mentioned um, the, Jennifer, the, uh, the Doppler sensor in here. It's so powerful where we don't require having to put that sticker on there. A lot of our competitors, it specifically states you can't use that product indoors. Hmm. Well, that's a lot of our consumers have been very happy with the fact that they can practice indoors or some products you have to put eight feet behind you for in order for it to read that's in the middle of an aisleway of a driving right. range when this right. is right behind the mat i think another neat factor is some of our competitors you also have to use a phone with it mm -hmm. um no product out there like you know this past summer i was in palm springs and i was poolside with my kids and i had my iphone out there and few minutes later I see that dreaded red light I'm like uh oh did I do something you can't turn it on because the heat the sunlight right. intense it's heat is gonna exactly. prevent that so even the swing kitties after a few hours in direct sunlight you're gonna have that you're gonna it's gonna be susceptible any electronics product that you get it's gonna have temperature requirements I'm sorry but after a few hours in the sunlight I'm gonna have temperature <laughs> requirements <laughs> that's right but the swing kitty does really well a few hours out in the sunlight but when you have um some of these products where you have to integrate and utilize the phone as well too. imagine yeah. the summer heat what happens and of course the battery drain and everything as well too the swing kitty sc 200 series has these AAA batteries in there which is the best for ultimate portability because you can always have a set of extra batteries with you this day and age rechargeable batteries are the same price as alkaline batteries Absolutely. so you can always charge that and have that handy with you 
I find that to be my preference. Well, and actually, and that's a really nice point because that was one of the things I was going to ask about. Uh, I did a feature earlier um, today on um, on um, GPS units and rangefinders, uh -huh. and so many of those batteries um, are not replaceable. Correct. So once once the batteries are dead, the unit's dead. Correct. So the fact that these are replaceable batteries mm -hmm. is a really nice feature. And that's what it is on the SC200. And on the SC300, it actually does have a lithium rechargeable battery, but very long battery mm -hmm. life. You're going to get about 20 hours out of it. When a product is using GPS, like you mentioned, and we have a lineup of GPS products as well, too, it does use a lot of battery drain. It performs very admirably if you can get two rounds out of it. With the swing kitty, you get many, many hours of that as well, too. And you have this battery meter here, and charge it once, and you'll be able to get many range sessions out of it as well, too. So, that's yeah, the, the, the SC300. Yeah, what's so the price point on that The one? retail price is five forty nine. Okay. Again, it does integrate the app, comes with a remote, and then the SC200 Plus right now is 399 and both of these, I believe you can get on our sponsor site, mortongolfsales.com, mm -hmm. or you can come into Hagen Oaks if you are local in the Sacramento area and pick them up. Exactly. What is new um, or coming down the line with you guys? A lot. Um, I like to consider and say that Voice Caddy, uh, it was founded in Korea, as you know, one of the technological hot centers of the world right now. Yeah. And um, Korea is a very golf fanatical country right now. I don't know if you read a Golf Digest article last year, but it talked about 15,000 golf simulators in Korea. Oh my goodness. Bear in mind, Korea, South Korea is smaller than Southern California. California has 1,000 golf courses. The United States has 17,000 golf courses. Korea has just under 500 golf courses, but it's the third largest golf market in the world. Wow. If you, behind United States, behind Japan. If you put that into perspective, the fourth largest golf market in the world has 2,400 golf courses, the United Kingdom, or Canada has over 2,500. Much smaller golf market. So that's how much Koreans are golf fanatics. That's why the whole kind of um, phenomenon of uh, the golf simulators, I mean, you see them across from each other in the city and stuff like that, too. There's actually 300 golf fitters in Central Seoul alone fitting shops oh my goodness that was five years ago wow and in america we're just now starting to see that fitting kind of right phenomenon grow so voice caddy being the uh, technological leader in golf i mean there's uh technological training aids launch monitors gps units i don't have it here today but the namesake came because of Voice Kitty was the first one to have a little voice output GPS that you put on the bill of your cap. So you press the button, voice, that's a caddy. That's there by their namesake. Now, with these watches I have here today, um, the G, I'll start with the G2 watch. Now, this is under $200. Now, there are multiple under $200 watch offerings out there. But what makes this diff, what makes the G2 different? One major, major feature makes the G2 at one level and the rest of the competition is another. Uh -huh. And that's how it integrates slope. It's the world's only slope integrated wow. GPS watch. So it has a barometric pressure sensor in here as well too. And as you go along the golf course, depending on where you're at, it's going to compensate for that. So you can turn that on and off. to make So, so, so it's it, legal it, for it is legal for turn mm -hmm. play. But it's the world's only slope compensated GPS watch. That is Not impressive. a lot of people yeah. know that. And it's been hot for the people that have found out about it. I'm glad to be able to come here and to communicate that to your Morton Golf Sales you know, customer member base because it's kind of almost a hidden secret. Absolutely. Right now. That's brand new. Yeah. Very cool. So that's the G2 slope watch. The G1 watch is pretty neat in and of itself. You compare this against other watches. Um, you'll see how easy it is. And that's primarily because of the automatic course and hole recognition. A lot of competitors, you have to tell it what hole you're on and constantly looking at it. I've always been about just turn it on and play. Yeah. So you'll see that simplicity. What makes this watch different, this has slope as well too integrated, is green undulations. Nobody oh. else has done this. And so we do have the layouts, but having green undulations and many of the golf courses across the country and the world um, 
allows for you to see the contours of the green. And this is again, USGA approved as well too, because of contours, there was a big publicity about green undulations and stuff like that right. all over. Right. And this is USGA legal. And where this helps you, a lot of people think, you know, well, how, how is this gonna help me on my putting game? Well, we don't expect users to go to the green and look at their watch and, and measure their, their green breaks. Yes, it can help to that degree, but where it helps you the most and where it's designed is in your approach game. Right. So if you're 120 yards out, if you watched the U.S. Open last year, you saw balls just flying off the green, you'll be able to see, you know, and utilize this in your game management as well, too. So this is a very unique watch in that manner as well, too. And this is $299, right? Now. Very cool. And these are out now? These are out. Awesome. Uh -huh. Well, thank you so much for joining us thank this you week. As well we too. appreciate it. Thank you, Jennifer. And yeah, it. thank mm -hmm. you. And with that, stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, and we'll be back with our latest episode of Jack Burger on the Experience. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Hey, Bill here. I wanted to pause real quick to thank our sponsor, MortonGolfSales.com. Morton Golf Sales is the number one online retailer for all your golfing needs. From the newest clubs on the market to the classics that you can't find anywhere else, Morton Golf Sales has the best products and customer service at the lowest possible prices. Want to check out their huge online inventory of clubs, clothing, golf balls, accessories, and save 12% on your first order? Just use coupon code ROCKETS at checkout on mortongolfsales.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Now, back to the show. Mom's Beef Hash has a first name, it's from a can we see. But we all have another name, we call it untasty. We hate to eat it every day. And but if you ask us why, we'll say. Cause Mama's Hash tastes like trash and we should feed it to the dog. Welcome to the Jack Burgeroni Experience. Welcome back to the Jack Burgeroni Experience. All right. I'm not going to tell you what Jack Burgeroni is, so don't ask. All right. I won't Let's ask. dive in. I am going to bring it in someday so that somebody has a clue what this is. I think we just have your mom come. All right. That sounds good. Okay. So let's talk through what our favorite sports teams are, whatever you want to, wherever this takes us. Um, and. Bill, I'm going to have you start. Oh, no, I was going to say, why don't you start, Jen, with all your favorite extra Well, I, my, my favorite would be the Giants. Oh, okay. Giants would be my first, and then... New York Giants football team? No, oh. San Francisco Giants, and then my second favorite would be the Chicago Cubs, both of which are just going to be for um, uh, sentimental reasons. San Francisco would be because uh, we're out of Sacramento, and so that was sort of our local team. And when I was growing up, I would watch uh, baseball games with my dad. And then uh, Chicago Cubs comes in to play um, uh, simply because when my parents got divorced, my dad lived in the Chicago area for a while. And we would go see um, uh, uh, baseball games in Chicago. In you went that, to Wrigley Field? Mm -hmm, wow. Lots of times. Um, back when um, Harry Carey um, yep. would sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And even back then, as a kid, I recognized how cool and iconic that was. And uh, that is just such an amazing, awesome field that even to this day, I think um, those, it's just such a neat, it's such Should a Should be on place. your bucket list if you're. Yeah, Major Rigley, League Baseball fan yeah. somewhere Rigley you want to go. She, she and I went later and saw a game uh, in the early 90s. And um, it's, you know, as iconic as the field is, the stadium itself is not that special. I mean, it's fairly antiquated and small. It's and beautiful. Um, but, but there's so much history in there. Yeah, that you, you just, exactly. you can feel it walking around. It's pretty cool. I And I think the stadium is gorgeous, to be honest. I love all the ivy on the on the wall and yeah. I, I I think it's a great it's a great field so 
So, Bill, I do have an answer for it, and I have reasons uh, to back you, up why you why put I me like back those in my teams. Place, so, yeah. yeah, so there you go. Good job for but, once. But only with baseball. She didn't say any other teams. Oh. Well, we're starting with baseball. All right. Did she okay. know she was talking about baseball? Probably, okay. maybe, maybe I, hockey. All right. Okay. I did. All right. All right. Move on. Go for it. Greatest Bill. team in the NFL ever. Wait, I thought we were talking baseball. No, you said you sports said fa- teams. You said favorite. favorite teams. Gosh. Okay. Moving on. The Denver Broncos. Okay. Enough said. Why? Because it's my favorite. Why? They're the best. It's you have ever. to back it up for some reason. You no, can't just so, say it. Um. They have been my favorite football team since I knew what football was. Um, Last year. <laughs> since I was five, and I'm very old. We already talked about how old I am. So I would I, like to say I have seen you throw a football. So. That was back when they were playing the AFL. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Yeah, I get that. Go ahead. Make fun of the big fat guy. Where <laughs> yeah. we're going with this. Me. All right, I get that. So, anyway, back to I my favorite now? team. <laughs> yeah. The Broncos have been my favorite team. I have been a lifelong fan. I uh, My earliest years um, exposure to the Broncos is because uh, we lived in Colorado Springs. Uh, my dad was in the service, finishing up his time after 30 years. And so I had Denver Broncos paraphernalia all over my room. So I have loved since the beginning. Even when we moved back to California, um, everyone was a 49ers fan up and down uh, Northern California, which they had a lot of amazing success, obviously, as well. But I've been through Denver's worst times and their best times, most recently winning Super Bowl 50 with Peyton Manning. So I've just loved them forever. Uh, been a loyal fan through all their yeah, awful Super Bowl. impossible to live with for like two weeks after they won. Oh, yeah. Them, but, so. but, but, and well, when they were finally you living won. With, yeah. Wait, were you living with Bill? Practically yeah. here at work. When they finally so. won in 98 was incredible. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the Super Bowl in 98 after the 97 season. Um, Typically, that's what 98 would Yeah, happen. I know. I just want to make sure for non-football fans like Jennifer, just explaining what that is. I would still time. be able to figure out when so, 98 season got well, here. And, as a matter of fact, the Broncos won back-to-back Super Bowls in the next season, which was... Let me guess. 2002? I don't know. I think they <laughs> meant, Yeah. Did they win? Yeah, they won. Oh, in the 98 season, they won the 99 Super Bowl. Uh, Does that make sense? Hmm, I think so. Okay, yeah. got it. I don't even know what I'm talking about. All I know is that I've been a lifelong fan, the Denver Broncos... Uh, are not doing so well right now, but I'm still a fan. So that's my, that's my. Uh, that's your favorite outside baseball of, team. That's outside of golf, one of my favorite sports teams. Gotcha. All right, you are you. Gonna Kenny's go? got all kinds of things. We could I be know. here for a while. We so uh, so <coughs> the year is 1979. Oh I'm, boy, we are going to be wow. here for a while. Everybody, everybody <laughs> just tuned out. I'm seven years old. I'm in my formative. Uh, wearing your underoos. Yeah, wearing my underoos. How old are you? I'm, he said he was seven. When I know. Was. This is how little she listens to me. Yeah. Just tunes me out, even in the middle of a podcast. So She, she knows how old you appear these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so in the 1979 World Series, the Orioles were playing the Pirates, and um, I was passionate about baseball as a kid. I mean, super passionate. And uh, my dad bet me... 50 cents that the Orioles would beat the Pirates. And so he and I and sat 50 down. 50 cents today is what? $1,000? Yeah, probably. So, uh, and so I watched every game, every minute of every game with him that particular World Series. And um, the Pirates went down three games to one and stormed back in one. And with Dave Parker and Willie Stargell and Omar Moreno and John Candelario and just the whole team and I was wow. hooked Name dropping. from the Pirates from then on and who would have ever thought that that was the last thing that they would ever win all these years later so how do they do nowadays so Jennifer says all the time that she knows I will forever be the most faithful of husbands because I've never deviated from loving the pirates and well we haven't even started talking about who your favorite nfl team is yeah yeah so it has just been compounded year after year after decade after decade of misery watching these poor schmucks play baseball so but they're gonna do it someday and then i'm gonna be happiest person in in the whole land hey look at the chicago cubs yes that was pretty amazing yeah what about your favorite nfl team so that would be the detroit lions about that same time Billy Sims was uh, coming out of college out of Oklahoma and was just 
so much fun to watch. It was <laughs> drafted by the Lions, and um, that ended up being my favorite uh, football team. And then, obviously, later on, Barry Sanders. And um, But, again, they have never won a championship. So, um, remember that movie Misery with Kathy Bates when oh, she yes. actually broke his legs there? Mm-hmm. That's me lying in the Wait, bed Wait, you as a literally fan, just spoiled so. the movie for... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that twenty-year-old movie yeah. that you know broke the ending on. I there, think that's so. yeah, that's nineteen ninety-two so, yeah. or so. That's a, more than twenty years old. Yeah. yeah. So between that and the uh, Sacramento Kings, who are our local favorite ba- basketball team, and they haven't won anything since they've been in Sacramento. They've I'm uh, I'm oh for like three decades, four decades. So it's okay. So basically, if there's any teams that would like to win a championship. Um, you might Don't want have to. Ken Jr. Yeah, no, you want yeah. want to write in and ask him not to. We should start a GoFundMe me maybe to actually increase the amount of money that the Pirates are paying their players so they know. can I would go s- sign a free agent. I would say they should just ask you to stop um, rooting for them. At least Jennifer yeah. and I are fans of teams that have actually won a championship. Yeah, yeah. Right? I sent I sent my boys a text last night because they're big baseball fans too. The uh, contract that Garrett Cole just signed with the Yankees, yesterday, day before yesterday is more money than the Pirates have spent in free agency over the last 25 years combined. Wow, that's incredible. That is an incredible stat. Hey, is that amazing? You have actually an interesting baseball card story that I want to talk about real fast because um, for when, when our kids were little, you and I got into baseball card collecting for a while just because it was... You know, I, did, I did it as a kid, so yeah. Yeah, and then when we were dating, we did it for a while together because you wanted those little pink sticks of gum yeah yeah okay we liked gum. there was the most stale gum in the history oh, yeah, of gum right. yes and then we would send off the baseball cards and ask for signatures and it was yeah so i would i would i would take a card and i would mail it to the stadium with a self-addressed stamp envelope mm-hmm. and have them send back and then share them with the kids and they'd, they'd collect and be able to get autographs that way so. some guy in the office would just sign <laughs> yeah probably and he never shared them with the kids he's just saying that but whatever no, they have some of them so so anyways we stopped doing that probably 20 years, 20 ago. years ago last year oh, go on. so and and just so you to give you an idea of this, our our oldest child is twenty two, so you can see how much of this got shared with our kids. But uh, go ahead. So last year, I go to the mailbox, <clears throat> and a self addressed envelope in my handwriting shows up with one of these baseball cards. Twenty years after I mailed it off to Shea Stadium. No way. So, Legit. Yeah, John Franco of the New York Mets, who's been retired for twenty years signed it and sent it back and i don't know if it got lost in usps if it got lost at shea stadium if he's just been on it? stamps have gone up it, it did it, it, it got sent back with the original low value stamp on yeah. it but i got this baseball card 20 years after i mailed it we posted on reddit but no one believed him yeah that's isn't that wild an awesome story yeah, yeah i've not heard that before thanks for sharing yeah yeah that's kind of a cool world. story um, okay, what other, what are your other favorite sports? Do you, I mean, for me... Favorite sports? Is eating a sport? I mean... Yes. Okay. Because we've got a lot of championships to I'm talk about. I'm a world champion, <laughs> finally! <laughs> I'm like, I'm super not into a lot of sports until the Olympics come around, and then I'm like, mega fan. Every, oh, yeah. Every four years, I... I love I'm, watching that guy try to attempt a pummel horse. Yeah. When he runs right into it. What's well, such a unique event too? Because oh they're they're playing this sport up until five minutes ago you'd never knew existed yeah. from a and then they do this five minute profile on a on a guy from a country in a town you've never heard of. Right. And after the profile, you're like, please let him win. You yeah. know. They do I know. It. From sun up to sundown, it's like I can't get enough of like every sport on the face of the planet that I never heard of or couldn't care less about yeah. or equestrian I mean it, it doesn't even matter it's like or I'm do all five in minutes after the event so yeah, yeah. exactly hmm. I'm all in what about you guys hockey baseball I know you're not a big baseball person baseball is all that my family talks about 24 7 in our house during that season I love baseball when I was younger St. Louis Cardinals fan again lifelong because my dad grew up in St. Louis and so he brought that to our family and so I rooted for them always and was tough going went to a lot of games at candlestick park because uh, they would play the giants often always rooting for the red and white instead of the giants when i was a kid but yeah it's not something i'm super involved with these sure. days 
all okay. girls at your house. That's probably one of the yeah, reasons why. Part of it. Yeah. We're big into soccer just because we have kids yeah. that are, you know. Badminton, play a lot of badminton. Yeah. Clearly, golf is where most of our worlds revolve around. So. That being said, Clearly. I mean, I know Jack Nicholas is your all time favorite. Are there players on the tour right now that you guys. Uh, I think we've talked about that too, right? Well, now would be the time where you could just Your mention it. Your undying devotion to Phil Mickelson. Yeah, I, I love don't know Phil if Mickelson. we have talked about that. We have. I'm okay. sure we did. All right. Just why you guys made fun of me. We never make fun of you. Always, always make fun of you. That's why I'm sitting over here. Yeah. Because Phil's an amazing champion, and he gives back to the fans. That's what I love most about him. Whether you, um, it's important that professional golfers uh, acknowledge all the fans that really make make them what they are and I just think that is a lesson learned from way back in the days with Arnold Palmer he's, he's would teach that to all the incoming tour players and I, I talked about Jack following Jack getting his autograph and he just engages with everyone and Phil's the same way big smiles and lots of autographs signed and lots of time spent with fans is critically important to me for uh, the players doing that so that's one reason I really like Phil Years ago, we had an opportunity back when the Jack Nicholas Equipment Company was uh, going in Palm Beach. Uh, we got invited to kick off uh, yeah. that new venture, and Bill and I got to uh, be right there. Be right there in their factory with you know probably only maybe 40, 50 other uh, retailers. Media, yeah, yeah, there, and uh, so we you know Bill was from about us to the camera away from Jack as he was talking about this new venture, and you would have thought that he had. You know, died and gone to Pretty golf much. heaven. It was a very, very fun. Followed Jack out when it was all done. Just watching him get into his Lincoln Town car driveway on his own. I, yeah. I think I tried to latch onto the bumper. Yeah, run Bill running car. after it. Jack, don't leave me, please. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't listen. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, Payne Stewart was my hero. So I, uh, we mentioned it in one of the early yeah. podcasts that as a kid, I would wear knickers or plus fours, depending on what you call them, and some of the uh, events I would w- uh, play in and. Uh, wore the Kingle cap to match, and he he was my hero. And uh, it was so unfortunate that he perished in that, uh, yeah, in that plane uh, accident. Um, that was uh, that was a, a tough time. I w- he was a big hero of mine, and another guy who had lots of personality and really gave back. Um, you know, he had the band with, uh, with uh, it was uh, Jake Trout and the oh, Flounders. Yeah, yeah, so with uh, with. Peter Jacobson and Mark Lai and oh yeah, Hoodie the Bluefish is the real band. Yeah, they kind of more, but yeah. they but they do play with yes, with yeah, they uh, him them. now. Right. So, um, but yeah, miss him a lot. So what about a current uh, player? Current player, um, you know, I, I you know, it's certainly you know Tiger is fun to watch. Uh, he moves the needle so selfishly when he does well. The golf business does well, and so it's not that I'm a huge Tiger guy, but um, he makes golf more interesting when he's playing in it. So for sure, I, I would probably throw his name out there first. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're going to bring this episode of Hazel Rockets to a close. We want to thank you for watching, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, if uh, I can thank you for visiting our sponsor, MortonGolfSales.com. They help keep us uh, on the air. And you can save 12% on your first order with coupon code ROCKETS. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.